All right, guys, welcome to the story of, but now we just do movie and video reviews. But uh, tonight I have Matt Dixon and Susie Gilbert, and we are talking about a movie that made a big impact on us. And uh, we've been wanting to talk about it because it, for me, it was a haunting film. And Dixon felt the same way. And Susie liked it as well. So uh, Susie, why don't you give us the summary of the film? The Relic. That's what we're talking about tonight is The Relic. It's a horror film. Is it? Does it have a the? Yeah, does it? No, just Relic. There is a film called The Relic, but... Go ahead and give us that... that. <laughs> you want me to do that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Or Matt, do you want to do it? Oh, I don't know if I can do it with this music. This is scaring the hell out of me. <laughs> no, you go ahead. I'm, I'm terrible at summaries. Okay, so Relic follows Kay and her daughter, Sam, as they go to try to take care of Kay's mother, Edna. Edna is an older woman. She goes missing. They go to their house, and she is acting very strange. She actually eventually comes back, but she has all these post-it notes over the house. She's having mental trouble. It's obvious, but it's more than that because there's a lot of strange things in the house and they're having nightmares about things that happened before uh we are gonna get into spoilers but wait, wait before we say we're gonna get into spoilers i want to just say i just want to recommend that everybody avoid this movie at all costs do not watch this yeah, film i totally agree this is not a film that it's not, fun. It's it's not, not for fun. anybody you just it, it it this movie this is a this is a we're going to talk about this for your sake i suppose because it is not a movie i would want any i would wish upon my worst enemy to watch can and, we just real and, real quick before we start can i just say like let's let's do spoilers this is not going to be in the podcast but let's not talk about how she peels her mom's skin off let's call it, like we can say like and then when you finally see the relic or whatever okay. do you want to save that for that? the end no, I just mean like maybe just leave that for people. I'm I'm maxing out. Am I super loud, Dixon? No, you sound fine to me. Okay, okay. Um, no, I mean I just mean like should we leave that if people want to listen fine. to it? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we can say like at the end we be like yeah the little black relic we can talk about it but don't say like she peeled her mom's skin off because I think that's the big okay okay. But getting back into it, do not watch this. Don't. This is an, a film yeah. you should avoid. And it was a, I, I loved it. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because it's one of those horror movies that's real. It's real. It's real. See, that's funny, Dixon, because um, I seriously like did not want to recommend this to certain like my mom or like my my boss at work because his mom's going through some mm-hmm. of this stuff. That's you know? funny because we watched it and I said, mom, you need to watch this. I no, I would. I don't want my mom. Yeah, because your grandma's. Okay, so we're kind of jumping ahead, but uh, are we? No, well, we so, are. Yeah, we so are. So, Dick, I want to get your take on it. So, okay. just just tell me what you thought about it, and tell me what it meant to you, and what you think it's about. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say this is my how do I say is my favorite type of horror movie for sure. Maybe type favorite type of movie where it combines this element of supernatural with real life and and it is so disturbing that and and what's the most disturbing part isn't the supernatural part isn't the the ghost and the booze and the scares it's the real life thing in it and that is more terrifying to me than anything uh my favorite movie probably my favorite movie of all time is is um is uh hereditary and that movie terrifies me worse the worst thing i've ever seen Mm -hmm. right okay so getting into that like i listened to a a podcast actually yesterday where they were talking about hereditary and i've seen the movie maybe three times since it's come out it's all once in the theater maybe twice since it's you know been available and just hearing the screams from Tony Collette after she finds out that her daughter has been decapitated and been killed. And what she's saying is 
gets like makes me have a panic attack just thinking about it and so i was driving listening to this podcast yesterday and hearing they're playing the audio to that scene and i was just like cringing like i couldn't fucking i was like i can't i almost said to turn it off but i love i love the movie the movie almost has is it i mean horrifying happy yeah. en- ending but it's a happy ending to me because it kind of goes to the supernatural it goes from this like realistic thing to like the supernatural thing this movie is the complete fucking opposite where it was like leading up to something. And then, and I'm not going to get and talk about the, the very last scene yet, but like it made me, I couldn't sleep. It made me feel sick. I loved it. Do not watch this movie. It is, (laughs) you gotta have, I don't know. I'm going to hear you guys talk about it. I've talked too much about it, but anyway, I, it 10, 10 out of 10 stars. Don't watch it. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Don't watch. Um, okay. So I, you talked some about supernatural elements and compared it to hereditary and hereditary. The supernatural stuff came in the end. If I remember it right, I tried to block that movie out of my memory, but this movie, this to me was not, was 100% symbolic. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like none of this was really even happening. This is just what it feels like to have a member of your family or to have your mother suffering from dementia mm-hmm. or Alzheimer's. That's, so the movie is not on Netflix. You have to rent it, but uh, it's a great watch. But Susie, can you kind of talk about what the film is allegorical for? Because we're, we kind of jumped ahead because we're so excited about it. But can you kind of talk about what the film is? What happens in the film and what it's actually about. Yeah, that's the, I think that what you start to say, it's, you're trying to determine when, um, you know, the, the mother is missing, the grandmother, the mother. It's is, three generations of women. Yeah. And that's a, I want to talk about that later, that whole dynamic of. Oh, the final scene too. Just the final. Oh, God. oh my God. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you're, you're not sure. And you, you don't want to believe you you almost want to believe that it's a a monster, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not a disease, um, and and you can see the 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 middle generation, the daughter, start to um, realize that you know her mother has post it notes telling her to turn off the tap, and um, you know guiding the her toilet. around the house yeah. and um, lock the door. And, you know, she has strange things. She has candles around and, and fruit that's shriveled up in, in the basket. Um, Gross fridge. If anyone ever goes to your yeah, she, grandma who might be suffering or starting to be dementia. And that's yeah, what you always have a gross fridge. That's one of the things that scares me most about, like, if there's a movie, a horror movie with a gross fridge, I'm up. <laughs> No, that's true. Scary. I once went, okay. Okay. Only, I'm going to, sorry to interrupt. I want to interrupt real quick. Max, do you remember in Leavenworth growing up off of 20th street, there was a soccer field over there. Thank you. Yeah. Violet. There was, yeah. It's on Vilas. And there was an abandoned house over there. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Okay. We used to go over to that house and one day we went to this house and I opened, I went into the, the kitchen. I opened up the refrigerator and it was disgusting. And there was an old Sunkist, and I a bottle, a plastic bottle of Sunkist, and I looked at it, and it was postmarked 1976, and I was just—that's before Sunkist existed. It was terrifying. It was so terrifying, dude. Um, real quick, as we're getting off subject on the old drinks, but we found an old Coca-Cola in the creek, and I go, Dad, how? I was like, I don't know how young I was, but I was like, Dad, how old? You know, does Coke go bad? And he goes, no, that shit lasts forever. And I opened it and fucking slime came out of it. <gasps> Ew. Oh, my God. And it was like a weird top pull top. It was like from Mad Men pull top. You were going like, to drink that? Yeah. You know, I've always, I've always thought I've always thought that like, like Budweiser or Miller or any beer, I think they would have a renaissance if they would bring <laughs> back like the pull tops. Yeah, just, I do. I totally agree. I think that would be like I would bu- totally buy that beer if there was a pull yeah. top on it. I don't it. even know what that is. It's just like a different way to open your beer. But um, uh, do you oh, I got one more horror soda story real quick. Oh, Let me tell great. you this. We're just we're, we're gonna cut all so this. Many. No, no, we're gonna cut it. 
Okay. Uh, so Haley and I, my little sister and I used to drink RC Cola. We got a case of RC Cola once and she said, do you feel anything weird in here? And I go, yeah, um, I think it's too cold. I think it's little pieces of ice. And then we kept drinking and like it got warm and we poured out the RC Cola and it was full of gnats. Dead gnats? Mats. Fat gnats. Like not quite flies. I don't know what they were. There was some sort of weird insect, just fat, full of liquid, just bloated. They're dead, right? They were dead, but we were just chugging them. Anyways. That is just disgusting. So, 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 okay. So she. (laughs) Everyone's tuned out. She starts, you know, you know, you see flashes of grandma, you know, the grandma you grew up with. And then, right. and then Edna, Edna's the grandmother. Uh-huh. And then, um, you know, th- things start going wrong and strange and you, um, you know, want to believe it's something else, something supernatural. Yeah. So, so in the film they deal with the supernatural and they talk about, um, they talk about this. It's, it's a kind of a possession film. So just real quick, I just want to say, uh, it's a film about, an aging grandmother who gets Alzheimer's or dementia and she loses herself. And, but they mask it in this horror film type thing where she's getting possessed or there's something wrong with the house and all this stuff. But the scenes they choose to pick, like they choose and the director is the writer, um, uh, Natalie James, she wrote it and directed it. And just like, so it's just like Susie said, Sometimes it's the grandmother you know, and she's happy, and you're like, oh, she's fine. And the mom really tends to think that she's fine because mm-hmm. when you don't want to think that your parents are getting messed up. Well, and it- she has so much guilt. Sure, because she, she's left her. And she hadn't, yeah, she hadn't seen her in so long. And she, you know. And she's having the nightmares about the, the great-grandfather was neglected in the house. So they show, they show flashes of where the great-grandfather died. He just died alone in his home, covered in mold. Um, that, 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 that was the, the house on the land. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right, so okay. they that stained glass. So the so the reason that stained glass keeps coming up in the door is because that was from the grandfather's great grandfather's cabin. So they have a history of in their family uh, elderly people dying alone, which comes into the end. But re- but real quick, I just want to say or dementia, dementia, but yeah, family. Yeah. And some of the things, and her name is Edna E DNA. Anybody? No, I didn't really. I don't, I don't know. That's true. I don't know. That's true. I just. But anyways. uh I love the scenes where the grandma turns. So you think she's might something's wrong with her. You think she might be possessed, which the film kind of portrays, but also it's dementia. But for example, she gives her granddaughter who she's closer to jewelry. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, where'd you get that jewelry? Like you stole that from me. You stole the jewelry from me. And she's not closer. She's not closer to her. We got, we got to get into that whole element. of Dynamic. All right. We'll get into dynamics next, but, but so anyways, that whole, you stole this from me when they gave it to you. Old people do that shit all the time when they get like my grandma just this is a funny issue of this, but my grandma gave Susie some purple pants, pajama pants. <laughs> and then Susie wore them like to see her. And my grandma goes, I'm gonna rip those off of you. And it was funny, but a little edgy. And then also my great grandpa, uh he thought everyone was stealing from him, stealing his suits and stuff. You know, like you old people think people are stealing from them when they get to that certain age. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think that's. I think you know that's just. It's a just a crisis issue. Thing. It's Have a memory issue. No, people get mean. People get oh, mean. People get terrible. Oh, old they, people get terrible. I had this conversation with my wife today about how my grandmother now. Uh, she, I remember her saying when I was a kid to my parents, "Oh, if I ever get like my mother, let me know," because my her mother got older and got real mean. Well, my yeah. grandmother now is like a clone of her. And I was thinking like, oh, shit, you know, you, you, you just eventually you turn into your you, you, you it's a big thing for me right now with all the politics and stuff that are going on and uh, old people and how they vote and how they they see the world and, yeah. and all these things. So it, I don't know. I think about this kind of stuff all the time where the to the point where I'm like, oh, COVID isn't that bad. It's just wiping out all these old people and we can just salt the earth a little bit. No, so. Yeah, that totally off subject, but uh, man, if you watch Fox News, 
I watched for like two or three weeks. I can see why people are voting for Trump. They are just, it's totally, anyways. Point, yeah. Okay, so skip ahead there, but but I want to, I want to know why this resonated with you guys, with both of you, because you're one of the my only two friends, well, my wife and my friend, who this film really resonated with. You know, we brought it up, like, hey, we we were Dixon, we were kind of joking, but serious, like, don't watch it, man. It's yeah, too hot. It haunted me for weeks. I had nightmares about it, and it's because I had a visceral, I have a visceral like, connection, like it really hit home with me mm-hmm. personally. So is that what happened with you two? I want to hear what you guys think. You go ahead, Susie. Well. I have been watching my mom care for my grandma since um, a few years ago. My grandma fell and had a stroke. She had a brain bleed. She had to go in the hospital for a while. Um, And I watched my mom work through that. I was right there with her. um, And we stayed in San Antonio where my grandma lived for a long time. And um, my mom ended up moving her to Florida where she lives Um, and now my grandma is physically well, but she is not mentally well. Um, well, and she has uncle Toby. Oh, that one. Okay. And, and just, there's a little comment between your mom and your grandma, like the same sort of thing. Like, well, uncle Toby pees all over the carpet. He has infested with fleas because I'm saying like, that's the thing. That's just, there's a strife. There's a little bit of strife. There's a there's a Uncle Toby for a, fell off the balcony. A, a ton of reasons. And he lived. <laughs> okay. You're Thank God. Dog. He's got a hole in his throat. He eats only <laughs> heated up spaghettios. So my my grandma, the the woman, my, my Max. The woman who Okay, the mom. reason I'm worried about is he's we have him in the will. If she goes <laughs> before Uncle Toby, we have to take care of Uncle Toby. Every five seconds, he's like how old is uncle toby he's like 108 he pees on everything i had to rip out all the carpet in our house because uncle toby just walked around peeing on because we we took care of him (laughs) of uncle toby yeah so this is recent um so since they they started letting um people out of their rooms now because of covid i guess everybody got tested and so they're just like Oh, oh, to hell with it. Just, you know, don't be quarantined anymore. They well, can't leave like the premises, prison, yeah. but they can go out of their rooms. So she started taking Toby just to the balcony. There's like a deck out there and a patio. And Toby started peeing on the on the deck. And uh, then she'd just take out the hose and spray it off. And then um, <laughs> my mom got a call. And the, uh, the one of the nurses was like, uh, Miss Roxanne. Can you please tell your mom that there's people sitting underneath <laughs> that can layer and they're getting peed on by Toby and then she's giving him a little shower. <laughs> <laughs> but my grandma can't hear so she, I mean I'm sure they were like yelling at her and she had no idea. She she'd done it for several days. So so Susie is that what resonated with you in this film? Are you worried about your grandma? dementia your mom in dementia no, I see, or are you I getting see, dementia or? no I, I my grandma cannot i email her every day and she doesn't remember like she she does she has she has lost her short-term memory she still remembers everything from her childhood and yeah. my childhood you know all is that every, a common thing with dementia yeah i, I mean i yes. think hers is because she had a stroke and a brain bleed and brain surgery. oh it's all it's I, all I mean, part I'm sure of it it's, yeah, yeah. Mm. but um she so she yeah it, and that struggle is so hard it's so hard as a it, it is the how they presented the characters mm-hmm. is exactly what i see yeah my mom and my grandma the friction there because of how close they are and how they're able to be so direct with each other and then the grandma granddaughter dynamic i live that and then me watching my mom. Um, and so my mom and I, and our disagreements of, because what I think she should do and what I think grandma needs. Well, it's crazy. And, and what it, it is, it is, that is exactly what. Hit so I, to me. I just want to comment on that. So like, yeah, they really presented the relationships so effectively because it's weird how your mother always gets more frustrated with her mother, you know, like, you love your grandma and like this sort of thing makes you feel bad for them. Like, oh, they're locked up. They got 
all they got is they can't figure out their email, poor thing. Whereas if you're their daughter, you're like, why can't they figure out their email? You're mad at them. It's a very strange dynamic. And it says something that I don't think our generation is going to. No, it is. Have it's as much. all the same. Yeah. Oh, I can't ever imagine getting mad. Oh, at my it's, mom. it's a, it's a woman thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's uniquely a daughter's relationship with oh. your mother. No, I, it's that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's classic, what, that's classic uncle Toby. Classic uncle T the UT. I, the, uh, the uncle Toby infraction. <laughs> All right. So Dixon, did you relate personally to this film? Um, no, I, I didn't. And, and, and think, uh, it, that's horrible. I think dementia and losing you, basically your memories and losing yourself is, is, is horrifying to me and scary. Okay. You know, uh, that that's one of the most scary things in the world. I mean, you, you, you are living, but you're not yourself to lose. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a very anxious person and sometimes I'll, I, I don't know. I just, I have, I have a lot of fears about things like that. I don't really have a, a fear of getting old. I have a fear of getting ill and sick and old, you know, that way. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I luckily, I don't really have anyone in my family that I've ever had to go through <clears throat> something like this before. Uh, I, we obviously have gone through illnesses in my family with death i'm actually kind of going through one right now my grandfather actually found out yesterday or two days ago that he's close to being on hospice uh it's yeah it's it, it and he's in a home and he's quarantined so it's hard because oh, i can't see him yeah his, his actually his wife she's not the grandmother i grew up with they've only been married for about 10 years but she has uh she younger uh, she's younger she's 82 he's 89 oh it's it's a it's a long okay it's a weird story i love my grandfather and i don't look down on this but my grandmother died um 11 years ago and probably about seven months later he married her sister uh hey man the kreitzers have a bunch of that in the i really? on the family tree oh yeah Oh, yeah, no. you know, and I, it was it was a we're both have been friends and known each other for a very long time. Uh, she's a she was a widower as well. They, yeah, it, they got together. You know, that's fine. I mean, there was a huge spark in my grandfather's life after that. Oh yeah, but she started to show signs of um, Alzheimer's, and she I I haven't seen her in two years, but from what my parents have both said, she is uh not really there you know we'll we'll look for stuff around the house for you know oh we're gonna go to dinner and she's like oh i gotta go find this and she'll look and then forget what she's doing all sorts of things yeah he's in complete denial of it uh yeah yeah for sure so that we, that, that that's scary to me do, you know that much those infomercials make it look like you can do something but um just real quick um so i'm gonna tell a story real quick about uh the story of sisters yeah so um one thing that happened in my family tree when we got on uh there was the family tree got mixed up in what? what's that show or what's that the website family tree got mixed up yeah what's that website that we did yeah. ancestry ancestry like this is confusing and what happened was there was this woman who married one of my i don't know what he is great 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 grandfather and he died and then so his brother went out and married her because they had the farm and he died suicide both suicides and then my third great, 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 whatever brother went and married her too and he killed himself and it didn't make any sense we're like oh my god is she killing these guys and then we found a photo of her and she was I'd kill myself too <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh my gosh. So, so, uh, my grand, so you guys know I lived with my grandma for a while. 
in the retirement home. Oh, yeah. Very well. This is... When we started dating. Grandma Max, yeah. One of my favorite things in the world is hearing stories of you living in this uh, retirement community with your grandmother. Yeah. And so I... You must have been so smooth and so funny and so cute. Just playing shuffleboard. Dating you while you lived in a retirement community with your grandma. Yeah. All those things are true. But the thing was, uh, I remember she had like, so she was kind of showing signs of it. But again, that dynamic where we never fought. I did want to push her down the stairs a few times just to. Just, Max. Yeah. I did. You've talked about that. Yeah, sure. But I'm just saying like, um, so, so she had a couple strokes, but one of this, one of them, the doctor came in and he goes, and he showed me the x-ray of her brain scan. And he was like, uh, it was all dark and there was a light gray area in the middle. And he was like, Oh, your grandma, you know, she had, a uh, this affected her brain. And I go, Oh my God, that whole, that whole light gray spot in the middle is her brain that's affected. And he goes, no, that's the part that's not affected. <laughs> oh boy. But she fucking willed herself back from that. She willed, she couldn't talk. She couldn't speak. She would ask about Susie and she'd go, is, Susie still going around. Oh, wait, hang on. She'd be like, Is Susie still going around in a circle? And then she would be shaking her head no. Like she wasn't. She, she didn't, didn't want to say circle. She she was trying to tell me, so she would just say it again. She would go, Is Susie still going around in circles? Her brain was moving in Her a brain circle. was moving in circles. Oh. She was trying to tell me yeah. she was asking about Susie, but her like uh and then when she first woke up, my dad was there and she kept going, Blue leash. Blue leash. And no one knew what she meant. But she was asking about her dog, because whenever she takes her dog for a walk, he had a blue leash. So my dad was like, Yeah, he's Caesar is fine. The dog. She passed, she passed away, correct? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's really emotional. Max, um But I'm just saying, but just to wrap this up real quick, um she was mean to my mom at the in the end. And my mom, it would really hurt her and she'd cry and be upset, you know. I was like, Mom, she's not even there. She's not there. But when you're the kid, you can't you can't accept that. It's really hard. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. And you get frustrated. And that dynamic was so expertly written and directed into this film that's why i was saying don't watch it because i feel like so many people are affected in this way yeah i i okay so our friends phil so barry saying this should be he didn't really like it this should be 15 minutes we're all in agreement that he did he did not watch this film right he didn't he doesn't watch any film he puts a movie on and then walks around and trains his cats and he checks emails minutes he says yeah. it's it's so it was the perfect barry's time. liked one film and it was my neighbor totoro and it was in 1993 yeah and he needs to get over it because that was a long barry time ago in movies the grave of the fireflies is one something that you liked what if this whole this whole barry like being into film things is like such a cover because he cannot finish films he doesn't really oh. like them no he watches dvd menus and then makes and then he <laughs> Does a Yelp review? He destroys careers. He he's destroyed. I'm sick of it too. I'm sick of it because this was a this was a very well done movie in in every aspect. I think. So, yeah, and let me just let's all talk about some things that we liked about this film. Um, we're not spoiling the end yet, per se. Yeah, I, I like, but goddamn the ending. Oh I, boy, yeah. That's I'm nightmares about that all yeah. the time. Yeah. Okay, okay, I can say part of the ending. She has to make a decision. The the daughter, who who is also the mother, needs to make a decision on whether and and we might interpret the ending differently. Sure. But because I read some um reviews that that may think that uh, they that they the people think the um can we start over? Uh, go go ahead. Tell me work. these. Tell me these because I I have not read anything on this. I haven't though. looked up anything. Okay, either. okay. I read a couple reviews 
where the the writers seem to think that the grandma died at the end. I don't. I I I'm not sure. Hmm. Uh, I hmm. don't necessarily think that. I don't think that. Okay, Dixon, what do you think? I it's agree. Cool. I agree. I don't think she was dead. I think this was the her. Uh, so can we can we can we talk about it? I mean, I'm not recommending anybody watch this film, so I'm okay with spoiling it. So we can say we're we gonna spoil say, it bad. Just if you're gonna want to watch it, stop listening. Right. Go watch it. But it's don't now, watch it. It's fast. And we haven't really spoiled anything yet, but okay. So, so at the end, there's a, a whole, um, uh, horrific, uh, climax. And then like our wedding night and then boom, that was fun. Wasn't it? You look so great right now, babe. Just by the way, the candlelight, you're popping your peas. I love this shit. Do you guys want me to leave? (laughs) No, we want you to stay. That's the, okay. That's part of the. So the, both the the uh, Sam and Cat, I think it's K, but K, yeah. Sam and K, they both ha- um, have come have determined that their grandmother and mother has um, it, is not there anymore. She's is been possessed uh, has been possessed by dementia. No, they think it's a demon in the film. Not not in my interpretation. Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. So I told you, I think all of it, everything that happened was a symbol, an allegory to how it feels to have to go through that experience. It feels like a monster. It feels like a possession. It feels like you're trapped in walls. It feels like you're fighting. It Mm -hmm. feels a stranger in your own house. All these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like you're dealing with a monster. It feels like your mother is uh turning into something else is not your mother anymore you're losing recognition of her every day yeah um so at the end they they deter they both they they both realize that in my in my interpretation they realize that and they have to make a decision will they leave her or stay with her right and that's so you're saying so that's so that's such an interesting take because in whenever I watch movies or read books, I always think they're in the world of what's really ha- so they're in the world of possession and then I'm supposed to interpret it as dementia. No, I I I was in their heads with them. Okay. That, that's what I think. That's it, very different than the way I view the world. It's interesting. I mean, I don't know that I necessarily be, view every film like that. I I, I mean, so you think you think they movie. were thinking like this crazy woman's attacking us. She has to. She wasn't really attacking them, is what I think. She did. Right. No, she wasn't attack. I don't think she was attacking. No, it, no, Max. Oh, you guys both live in the world with the characters. Oh my god, you guys must have loved Hook so much. Why are you? Because I'm not. I just, that's very different. Just because we're able to think outside the box, and you can't empathize with people. Yeah, the one thing I've been known for. <laughs> not empathizing. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so go, go ahead, Dixon. What were you saying? No, okay. So the the very end, last uh, probably five minutes before the this blackout of the movie, uh, there they oh, they're good. you know right? I was okay. The the youngest daughter and the the mother are the daughter goes, let's go, let's go, and the mother sees a post it note, and the post it note says. I'm asking. I was loved. Am I loved? Am I loved? Is or the, I am loved? I am. Lo- is it I am loved or am I loved? I think it's. I think it was I am loved. Question mark. Yeah. But it was in different handwriting. I don't remember this. I don't. It's, I, I, it's really quick. I. I don't know either. I could look it up, but yes, that's, that's what kept the mother from following the youngest daughter out. Is she sees this post-it note that says I am loved or am I loved? And so, yeah. and and then she's going. Wait a minute, and she's accepting that this is her mother. I I need to know. I can't leave her alone. I can't let her do this. Be this alone, regardless so, of if you think this is still her or not. You know, she's not a monster. Is that how you took she's it? She's not a monster. She's different. She's she's changed. Yes. I ha- she's my mother. 
Yes. So, so that's, that's interesting because I took it as she doesn't know that she's my mother. She doesn't have anybody. I have to watch. I ha- but I have to help this creature into the next life because f- for me, it's, it's, she accepted that her mother was gone. That's why she peeled the skin off. Okay. That's the thing. We should not. So at the end, she peels her mother's skin off to reveal. She's been rotting. She's been rotting throughout the movie, but especially yeah, towards the end. Like her black chest. She tries so to, she, she tries to, you know, peel at her own skin on her chest. The the blackness is kind of a symbol she's, of she's her losing illness. herself. Mm-hmm. She's losing herself. So I think at the end, for me, it was this the mother was like, Hey, my grandma's gone or my mom's gone which is the hardest thing to accept. And you can't, you know, she's frustrated with the grandma, the whole film. Mm-hmm. And at the end, um, she is like, I can't leave. And it's not that she can't leave because it's her mom. It's she can't leave because this creature, the dementia, the, the brain rot, everything. She has nobody else. And it's, for me, it wasn't so much about, it was more about, I need to make peace with what happened. I need to make peace with this creature. It wasn't so much about my mom needs me, I guess is where I'm at. I mean, it's probably a combination. Yeah. Because people left her to, for me, like, and I think some people do this. I think some people abandon their parents when they get that sick. I mean, right. with COVID everything's a fucking nightmare. But to me, it was like, she just like, I'm not going to abandon this person. It, no, she. You can't say this person. I mean, it's her mother. That was I know, but that's what it did to me because she was so different from her mother. She no longer looked like her mother at all. She couldn't even recognize her own mother. And uh, the for me, the creature was holding her hand the way they shot it. Mm-hmm. With, with so for me, it was oh. just like, mm-hmm. and and that's what you have to do. That's the hardest part is I have to let go. She's not my mother. She's not taking care of me. Uh, she's not with it. It's not that she's being mean to me. It's not she's attacking me or attacking my daughter. This thing is on a different realm is what I thought. This is something she's turning into something unrecognizable. Well, yes, and new, but it, you don't have to be afraid of it. It's not the most, it's not a beautiful thing necessarily, or it's not a beautiful thing at all. It's a horrible thing, but you're responsible for responsible is a bad term. I can't think of another word for it. You decide you, this is your family. This is your mother. This is a loved one. This is what you do. And it it is a difficult thing to do for sure. For anybody. It was just acceptance. And the breathing, the breathing was what, because when people are dying, they breathe funny and do all sorts of weird and they curl up like that, and just There's so many horrible. Still hold your hand. Terrifying so that, that, that little was, sounds and motions. Yeah, I mean, it's just it just hit dead on for me. Uh, but just real quick, I want to read Barry's review again. Uh, should have been 15 minutes long. Yeah, 15 minutes. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the 15 minute film, eight plus. Uh, and I, I like to read Drew's review real quick. Uh, I don't really have anything to say. Did he watch it? <laughs> yeah. He watched and it with the girls. Okay. You know what? Why why do you guys why do you have a group of men? Why don't you ever have I mean, I appreciate being invited on this, but the, some of these films really hit different based on your personal experiences and a lot of, you know, your relationship with your a female experience. Yeah. Can, so tell us about give us that some, perspective because I will never be mean to my mom. My mom and I have never fought. I will never, I would never be mad at her for if she, if anything happens to her brain, I won't be mad at her. But I saw her mom do it to her. Mm -hmm. And you see me talk to my mom. Yeah, you're a little mean sometimes. Do we we turn into our parents? And I think it's uh, mostly, uh, I'll turn into my dad, Max, you as well. I'll turn into your dad. Yeah, you'll turn into my dad. And on the screen, you're burning the screen. I'm disappointed in you. I'm going to turn into Jamie's dad and forget (laughs) about it. Hey. (laughs) Is that weird that uh, your son looks just like Jamie's dad right now? (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what? When he was first born, I thought that, and I was very angry for like two days, and then I was like, he'll grow out of it. But now he's dancing like him and stuff. It's yeah, now he's dancing. Hats? They wear the similar hats. The the fedora hats. Yeah. 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 Oh. Okay, tell us the female perspective, Susie. We got to wrap this up. Well, I mean, I it's think forty I... minutes. I could talk about this film all night, but I, 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 I don't know. Do you have any questions? I think I think I did talk about it. Earlier. I, so so my my thing is the daughter seemed closer to the grandma. I, no, not at all. Not at all closer. Okay. The the. Uh, I guess I'm stupid. The grandma granddaughter relationship is is just like a grandma. It's it's a it's a it's a you skip all the parenting things. You skip the the closeness. You skip the. I mean, you, you're still close with your grandma. Like I'm close with my grandma, but um, but I enjoy the the fun side of my grandma that my mom didn't get because that's her mother. It's that's a, what I'm saying. The role of a grandma is different than the role of a that's mother. A, I, I feel like I loved my grandparents more than my parents loved them. I, I think that's very um, uh, ignorant of you to say. <laughs> I don't think so. I, there's the, the the dynamics of the relationship are just a lot different, and like sure, like my like my mom will won't have to discipline my my kids. You know, yeah. I. I'm seeing um, that. I'm seeing that now as a new dad. Yeah. How my parents react to me compared to my son. It's it's right. very different. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying there's more pure fam- family love. There's not in that baggage. No, that but the the closeness comes from raising, being best friend. That that's the that you're best friends with your mom. You're best friends with your mom. I mean, a lot of people are like I am with my mom and she right. was, she was best friends with her mom. Uh, I right? see. I think it's different generational wise. Like there's a lot of things different with our generations. I think we love our parents more than our parents love their parents. I mean, that's probably true. I think it just depends on the situation. I can for sure say that's probably, ah, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I just think, I think these things grow in cycles. And I think like the way that all of our parents well, not with COVID, but I mean, yes, with COVID too. But the way all of our parents unabashedly want to watch our grandkids, and this is across the board. I'm talking about all my all my friends that I can think of. Um, like our parents are better grandparents to our kids than the previous generation, and I think it's a part of rebellion against. That. Like, yeah, I think they because like we weren't allowed to to spend the night with my grandparents or whatever until we were like twelve, like. There's just a big difference. Like our 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 parents, no rules. They will watch the kid grandkids, you know, like all on Facebook and all. Like the, it's a very different dynamic, mm-hmm. and I think it's in reaction to their parents were a little colder to yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Whereas our generation, like you know, we're all tight. That's the only reason Facebook still exists, so we can talk to each other because they're on there. If we weren't on there, nobody else would be on there. But still, I I just um. Broadly speaking, I don't think that you can say a grandmother granddaughter is going to be closer than a mother daughter. I don't mean closer, babe. I'm just talking about more. I don't mean closer. Of course not. Like I'm she talking, just gets the fun grandma. I'm talking about. I'm talking about non-judgmental love. That's what I'm talking about. Well, she. It's just like discipline. It's just like disciplining your kids. You, you, uh, she doesn't have to do that with her granddaughter. It's not the, just That's the not discipline. her responsibility not with really her granddaughter. Just that. I'm, not, I'm not sure what you We're don't getting understand. Too deep let me ask I, you. Yeah. Let me ask you a question about the 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 film. Like, okay, so I, yeah, I it wasn't like a big reveal reveal to me at the end that uh, it, it's dementia or Alzheimer's. Like, you know, you kind of right. you were hinted pretty pretty early in the film that this this is probably what it's going to go to that wasn't why there was a surprise and twist at the end but did you guys get the sense that there was knowing that and having a sense of that like you were seeing the different perspective of obviously the the grandmother who's going through it the mother who is mm-hmm. and then the the young the granddaughter who is 
you know, they're all different stages of this because obviously at the very last scene, they're all laying on the bed and the youngest granddaughter kind of sees a little rotting spot on her mother's shoulder, Mm -hmm. you know? So obviously this is some sort of generational thing that's going to be. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. So did you see, did you think of, I mean, think about that? Like, and what does that mean when, is is that what that kind of meant when the the granddaughter got lost in the house? Is that her first like uh, yeah. is that her first experience into dementia? And then the mother kind of gets into it too, but they're in it together. Like, no, I don't know. What do you guys think about the granddaughter getting lost in the house? So there's a House of Leaves moment where the house is bigger than it seems. Um, she goes in a closet and kind of gets lost in this ever twisting, ever changing hallways what was that about what do you guys think that was about i'm not sure what do you think i think susie said it perfectly before where it was like you you lose yourself you lose your track of where you are right granddaughter why is the granddaughter going through that the youngest generation she's just coming to terms with the fact that everything she thought she knew is not so okay um she's confused she wants to get out of this house to be honest um she's feeling vulnerable she's the youngest she needs to be cared for mm-hmm. she's, she's scared. like that little kid she yeah she's totally scared she's trapped just like that little boy was trapped in the upstairs room he's an adult but yeah the little the little boy the adult what are you talking about the guy who has the uh the down syndrome down kit syndrome. yeah it's a i think it's he was kid. they were no, the he was kid. he was 18 because he goes, I'm 18 now, and she gave him weed, remember? Oh, yeah. That's right. So you guys are doing the, so 18's a kid. Okay. Oh, I thought it was a kid. I'm, I guess I. No, that's fine. We're getting lost in the details. But anyway, um, so I, I thought it was, again, all symbolic um, of her feelings on the situation. She's seeing her mother deal with this. She's, she's feeling really trapped and vulnerable and, um, you know, just upset and uh, how is she going to come out of this and s- totally scared, frightened, terrified. Sure. So I, I get, yeah, I get that. I'm not sure I got all the messaging in this film, but I will say I, one thing I'm real quick. I really loved uh, Matt, like you were saying in the beginning, um, I love usually sci-fi films are, about something else. So like invasion of the body center is about thread scare and a war of the worlds is about, you know, whatever I can't remember right now, but, uh, so sci-fi is usually like the allegorical films and I usually that, but, but with get out and then with this film, like horror films are really kind of taking over that mantle. Like, and I love it just like you were saying, Matt, like about a film about something, you know, uh, that's about something real or whatever. Like we were on the same wavelength in the beginning. And I just want to say, I love how this director and writer put in all the tropes of horror films. So there's all the, uh, the hallways, the sounds, the mm-hmm. cutting. there's always cutting. There's the, uh, the door peering through the door, like all these things in classic horror films. But this one has so much more. It's just, it reminded me of get out in that. Mm-hmm. They're obviously a fan of horror films or they're, you know, horror films are really easy to copy and they're not really an art form, but I I love horror films, but I mean, so she, whatever, I don't know if she's a fan or, but she put all that stuff in. Like, I love when there's three generations chopping, like not chopping, everyone has a knife. The grandma is like working on candles. The daughter is chopping kind of clumsily and the mother's chopping like, Cause that's a trope in horror films, the knife thing. And it always sets Susie off. She like, she always looks away when the chop. So I just love that, that, that generational thing. And the way they shot it, they shot a three in a sequence. So it was just saying like, we were all new already, but they were just like reemphasizing, Hey, this is a generational allegorical horror film. I just love beautiful. Like Can't what a great, what a great signature on the film. I thought the scene was awesome. I'm just going to say one thing I loved. Or really appreciated because I'm not sure I can ever say I love a horror movie. Um, also, this is the scariest movie I will ever watch. I mean, this is the level of scary. Mm-hmm. This is the highest level of scary that I can watch. Um, because it's real. It can be. It's yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. But um, I loved. Okay, so I think that's crazy, by the way, because you listen to such horrific murder podcast shit. Okay, okay thank you. That gives me fucking nightmares. Mm-hmm. I know, but you can't you watch a too. silly, stupid. Okay, silly. But I, I really not this film, but horror like Friday Thirteenth. I really loved. She can't watch Friday the 13th. grandma Edna's her eyes. When she was looking at her daughter, there was one scene where they were sitting at the mm-hmm. dining room table yeah. and it was right before she got up and peed all over the floor. But you don't really know what one she's going to do. And and she uh, looks at her daughter with the the most piercing look I've ever yeah. seen. I, I mean, it was just dev- a devastating yeah. look. And I, I've never really seen a person. I mean, I've seen a lot of dirty looks. Um, that look was just, I, I won't forget that look. And she went dead. She like and, went dead eyed first and then, and then like demon. I feel like mm. they did be on her eyes. And then, um, I should go back and watch it. And then don't go back and watch it. Same, no, I don't watch it again. Same, um, same character, the creepiest scene. Can anyone guess what I think the creepiest scene is? Uh, can I get, I want to guess. I want to guess. Yes. Okay. Wait. Was it the grandfather? Nope. Okay. I'll talk about that later in a second. Go ahead. I think the creepiest scene was when the daughter, uh, middle the middle generation, is walking downstairs because she hears her mother who got up out of bed, and she knows she needs to go put her mother back to bed, and she sees her mom looking out the window, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. her mom's not looking out the window. Mm-hmm. Because she's, uh, her hair is covered. Oh, oh fuck. God. I forgot about that. That's a, yeah. That's, and you think that her back is to you. That's a horror trope too. And that I love it. That was that great. Was, it was a horror trope, but they did it very oh, original. That's like, and, and, and to, to look at the daughter, not react to that. She, she was, uh-huh. she, didn't, she didn't care. She didn't flinch. You know, she didn't, uh, retreat. She just was like, it, it, it was like a, a very loving reaction There's to a lot. that very oh, scary she, thing. Just dropped um, her mixer. I hope it doesn't affect her voice. <laughs> it really hit me. That that was great. And then like um, when she when the grandma's out burying the photo albums. Yeah. In that very so that to me that area was obviously a set looked like a funeral uh, mound. Kind of, kind of a, kind of a, it, it, it kind of hinted at, oh, this could be actually a supernatural thing where this is some sort of cult demon, uh-huh. you know, thing. Yeah. yeah. And it was like a cleared out area and it was very, very thoughtful scene. It was a very thoughtful scene. And, um, and then she goes, where is everybody? Man, just, I mean, I, when she's like, where is everyone? And the, the daughter is not ready to accept it yet. This is early in the film. So the grandma's burying a, a photo album and the, the daughter says, you know, the daughter's like, why are you burying this? And the, the grandma goes, where is everybody? She was eating it first, wasn't she? No. Yeah, she did. She did. She she was eating the picture. I don't know if it was first, but there was one point where she was yeah. eating photos where she was trying okay. to eat those re- keep those memories alive in her soul. Yeah. So, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So this is not that scene, but yeah. So that's a, you know, allegorical or whatever too, but right. when he's burying it and just it's a scene where it feels like a horror trope. They're in a sacred land or whatever. It's like there's a ground a mound of flowers in the woods. It looks like some sort of sacrificial thing. But then she goes, "Where is everyone?" And she goes, Mom, they're right here. You buried them. It's your photo album. And she is oblivious at this point to what's going wrong. Just like you said, people get in denial. So this is the the denial phase. And man, it was just so heart-wrenching to me because she goes, um, where is everybody? And she's like, I'm right here. And she goes, where is everybody? And she's like, you buried them. It's a photo album. They're all here. And the grandma is gone at this point. And I just thought it was just heart-wrenching. Because you can show them, photo, you know, when people suffer from this sort of thing, you can show them photos and stuff, and uh, they might remember, like you said, the their old old life, but they don't remember, you know, who their grandkids are, or maybe their children or whatever. They might remember like high school or something, but <clears throat> the devastating the, scene. The, the old the the thing that 
about these this movie and i love i love horror movies i'm really into them so when i find one that's like original and and done or done really well and and or done really well i get really excited i get really into it and this is definitely one of them so it doesn't happen that much uh uh, um midsummer i really really loved and the two the ari ari aster movies i think are fucking brilliant i wish there was more like that and this too um but the tropes that they did in this movie i thought they did really well like they were they were scary like i was talking about the grandfather part where he's laying on the ground you see this this completely neglected rotted person like straight out of the movie seven and you think any any blinks all it is is like blink and wink and it's like that that is one of the most horrifying things like images i've seen in a film ever and we (laughs) we watched it again and that so there's that scene and there's the scene where the grandma says look under the bed and you see the body move yes so there's actually a body in the very first one of the very first scenes when the grandmother's at the christmas tree someone stands up to the right so the mom's the grandma's looking left so you follow her gaze, mm-hmm. but if you watch it again on the right side, somebody stands up, and that's kind of the first moment of the relic. Is it like the black? The, it's the black uh, figure. Yes, yeah, the just shadow. The it's a bl- so good, man. It's I mean, so masterfully made. I, I going on without going too far into like the ramblings. Like ten years ago, when like uh, what's his name, James Wan came out and started doing like. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I love those. I think they're good. Okay, I'm good with those. Were like, oh, this is awesome. But I think these newer ones that have come out in the last like three years, oh, they're this, a whole nother level. Whole, whole nother level. This yeah. is like everything I've ever, ever wanted to move. Haunting. These are haunt. The other ones are good, scary, fun, scary, suspenseful. Right. This one to me is gonna haunt my life. It has haunted me. Uh-huh. The just and it just the dying the 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 black creature at the end. Is it, what people are like when they die. Yeah, it's not. It's not a normal, scary move. It's not. It's a. It's. A it's sc- to mess with you. What? What? It's an experiential. Well, it's it's not a monster like mm-hmm. scary movies. It's not a curse. It's a relic. It's a. It's, a, it's real life. Yeah, okay. and that's why it is so unsettling. Yeah, when you that, when you could actually live something like that, like this movie. I mean, there's nothing scarier than that. I mean, I told Jamie, I okay, so I found out about this movie through Susie. She was talking to the Real Housewives on, and she said she just saw this, and she was talking about how scary it was. So I wrote it down because I'm always looking for scary movies, and I and then I watched it, and then I texted the the uh, the binge and purge group or whatever, and Max, you said that you'd seen it, and and Barry said that he'd seen it, but he was lying. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but it was such a surprise, and I'm I was originally going to have Jamie watch it with me, and she does not like scary movies like at well, all. Chucky is triggering. Chucky, yeah, she hates Chucky. Exactly, and that's what I was going to say. I told her, I told her the day after I watched this, I said, if you watch this movie, you would be begging for Chucky to show up, like begging. She didn't watch it with you. No way. I, and I would not let her watch it now. No, I don't want anyone else to watch it. I don't want my mom to watch it. I don't want anybody affected in any way by an older person ge- losing part of themselves to watch this film. Because there's no point. You now lived I'm it. feeling bad for recommending my mom. Yeah, don't. It. Why would you fucking? Yeah. I don't she know. already watched it. Clear that by me. Here's another thing. Cast. Here's one more thing I'll say about these kinds of movies. It is like a it is like cilantro. It is like a 50-50 thing. Some people think it's the greatest thing in the world. Some people think it is dirt. Like Max, you're one of them with with hereditary. You and Drews are just like, uh, uh, I didn't get it. It didn't make sense. And I'm just like flipping out, like left the theater after I watched it and sat in my car for an hour, just like no, I, I trying to hereditary. process. I just I thought hereditary they acted like something deeper was going on, and really there's there's not. It's called Hereditary, but really there's no familial. It's not like this. This film should have been called Hereditary. It that could have one been. Was kind of just, I, that one was creepy. I love Tony Collette. I, I loved a lot of things about that film. I just like, I wanted more of this, of this, like the point of it 
the lore of it. Mm-hmm. At the end of that one, you're just like, oh, the the evil king has come to. I don't understand it. I guess I didn't get it. I guess if there is stuff to get, but just go on because we're only at an hour and we get this is a two hour long one and we can just keep going. <laughs> and I, so I don't know what I'm not going to cut anything, but I just want to real quick. Um, so we shouldn't even do this, but uh, what, it, what 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 are your top three? most terrifying films you've watched dixon uh this is probably one yeah this is one of them hereditary this and in only based off of it's still it doesn't scare me because i've seen it so many times throughout my entire life but based off a lot of nostalgia and i think it's just a great great film and it is scary if i recently lore about it uh, is is sparked a, a little bit of a eerie, scary stuff, and that's The Shining. So I would say, yeah, definitely those three. Yeah. Definitely heretic, and it and it's because it's like this weird, disturbing thing. And I think there's you also a there's a fa- there's a family theme too, because like that's yeah. kind of the most important thing in the world when you fuck with that and bring real life elements into it. That scares me. That's like that horror film um, where the guy's wife's dad becomes their son. The guy's wife's dad becomes their what? <laughs> That's he's saying that he's saying that. Uh, <laughs> what we talked about earlier, where are, Miles looks like you're. Uh, <laughs> okay, Susie, you've been married to him too long. Yeah, it, I knew there was something. Yeah, it was pretty clear. It was pretty so. clear. Uh, Susie, go ahead. Top three. Oh, mine are probably stupid because um, I stopped watching horror films. And so it, since I wa- uh, saw was the last horror movie I watched. Great film. And um, I, at that point, had nightmares for so many days following that I refuse to watch another one. The only reason I watched hereditary and which I will is one of my three. And this one is because there is some, um, sneak new genre of it's more like a thriller Mm -hmm. or something. There's some, there's not this, this, um, uh, uh, blood guts gore. I can't, do, Except or, you watch, or there's some Doctor Pimplepopper and Nip Tuck and okay, <laughs> all that. There's shit some, that's real. There's something that there's something psychological that I can get into. Um, if it's just like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, no, I can't. I cannot do Great it. Great film. So, um, so I would say Saw, because I mean, I I legit it stopped me from watching any other scary movies for ten years. Um, Hereditary because it was just the worst thing I've ever seen in my life and. Uh, I, this is so stupid, but I also got a lot of nightmares after the ring. I mean, yeah, a lot of- back in the day, yeah, 2003 or four, whenever that came out. Uh-huh. Yeah. But was- I haven't really watched scary movies since then. Yeah. I would say my top three are the, uh, last presidential inauguration. And then, uh, <laughs> everything since then. Yeah. Has been yeah. worse. But, I agree. Yeah. Horrifying. All right, I had a bunch of other stuff to talk about, but it's been an hour long, and I don't know what to cut. I, I had a bunch of goosebumps stuff related stuff, but you guys were great. Thank you so much for the in-depth conversation, and I'm so glad you guys. This film, it, what's really interesting to me is this film hit everybody a little bit differently. It hit Susie and you and me all a little bit differently, but it all made a big impact. And uh, we talked about it. I could talk about it more. Yeah, just I would just say to people, don't watch it, but it is really good. It. It is really great. Um, you don't need that in your life, I think, is the main. You don't. You don't. Things are hard enough. Things are hard enough. Watch this shit. Watch Hamilton. Yeah. Just have a good time. Just have a good time. Eminem. Eminem, Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining me tonight. Thanks for talking about this film. I'm and- sorry, Mom. Uh, we should have had her on. She watched it. What'd she say? Oh, you're gonna have to. You, when movies like Barry, 
Call her, call her tomorrow and film it and put it at the very end. Or yeah, we have plenty of time. We'll just do another hour of that. Okay. And we'll take that on because <laughs> there's one thing people want an hour of. It's a film that no one's seen but us. <laughs> no one's heard of. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And we will catch you on the flip side. Will you squeeze smile for me? Squeeze miles for us. Did you see that picture I sent? I just saw it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He's growing out of it. Oh my God, he is. Big boy. Soon he'll be. Little smile. Oh, I want to see him. I know. Yeah. Soon he'll be running every pizza joint in New (laughs) York. Forget about it.